comprehending God's goodness. God is good. Psalms 34, 8 says this, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And so, so the idea behind God saying, look, this is my infallible word, and I'm telling you, taste and see that I'm good. You, you can't depend on a preacher. You can't depend on a pastor. You can't depend on a Bible study. You can't depend. You have to taste for yourself and see the Lord's good. Right? So I love steak. Anybody else love steak? Meat? Okay. All right. Yeah. Now, if you don't eat meat, then think about an eggplant. I, I don't know what you think about. I, I, I have no idea. But, but I, I love, I love steak. But here's the idea behind steak. You can't really understand that steak or eggplant is really good until you put time and effort into cooking a steak. And then tasting a steak. So what I thought I would do, we, we got some high-tech video stuff going on right now. I'm going to go out. I've got a grill going outside. And so I'm going to, I'll be right back. Good? All right, here we go. Good? Okay, all right, here we go. So is that on? Oh, I smell that. Let's go out and see how it has cooked. Oh, Yeah. Smoke everywhere. Oh, one of my favorite things to do right here. Oh, I think that's ready to eat. What do you guys think? Let's take it back in and see. Here we go. Taste and see the Lord is good. Who's hungry? Oh, you wait till the third service. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. Like, oh my, God's good. May He multiply. That was. Oh my. Oh, good. I really good. That's super good. And again, if you don't eat meat. Eggplant. I'm, I'm having eggplant right now. I didn't think about having to chew this. Move <laughs> more. Uh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's really good. Taste and see the Lord's good. How do we find the goodness of God in a crazy world? How do we, how do we experience the goodness of God in, in this world that we live in? How, how do you swallow the steak? <laughs> Smaller bites. Yeah. Mm. Comprehending God's goodness in a crazy world. Taste and see the Lord's good. And this whole idea of realizing that God's good. No matter what's going on in our life. No matter what's going on in the world today, God's good. The goodness of God is irrefutable. And so 
I'm, I'm studying and praying and, and um, believe it or not that I, I think about you guys all week and I think about like what I'm going to talk about. And um, so I'm, I'm praying about this and I'm t- talking to Raina on the phone. I, I had pressed away and it was like, look, I, I really feel like that. Yeah, I want to talk about God's goodness. And so I'm pouring through the scriptures and I come to Hebrews and, and Hebrews. And so I read the first chapter of Hebrews and I'm like, oh, wow, this is setting us up for something really good. And then the Holy Spirit just speaks to my heart and says, hey, why don't you read the last chapter? So I, I go over to the last chapter, and it's all about God's goodness. It's about how we experience God's goodness and how we live vicariously through who God says we should be to one another. And so God's goodness is found, hopefully, in, in our faith and who we are in everyday life. Because I, I would submit to you today that the world as we know it is waiting on good people. Would you agree with that? It, but good is just good without God. But when you put God as the X factor, the Holy Spirit gets involved, and goodness leads to a place of eternity. I'm going to get ahead of myself. So here we go. We'll look at the last Hebrews 13, 1 and 2. God's goodness is found in love. Keep on loving one another. As brothers and sisters, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. That's pretty heavy, isn't it? I mean, I've got this rule in my life where um, if I've got a dollar or two in my pocket, I'll give it to somebody. And that's why Raina does not allow me to carry cash anymore. <laughs> hmm? You're like, yeah, let, let me have that. I'm, yeah. But, but, but the idea behind God's goodness is found in love. Love is birthed out of motive. Jesus loved us so much he gave his only life for us. God loved us so much he gave his only son. The motive behind that is it, it, it's unadulterated. It's like pure love. Raina uh, does glow on Tuesday, and, and um, she was telling me about her message last Tuesday. And, and I believe it was last Tuesday, God is love. And so in every, every uh, translation of the Bible, which she uses a bunch of different ones, so she said, let's talk about this. Did you actually say this or just to me? Okay, all right. So in the King James, it says God is. So in the NLT, it says God is. So in the message, it says God is. So you go down the line. There's no way to mess that one up. God is love. God is, so God's goodness is found in love, agape love. What, what, what you may have felt around the altar this morning, it's God's love. It's him wanting to be a part of your life. It's him wanting to be involved in your life. In every situation, God's love is perfect. It's unconditional. God's love will, will, will just totally wreck your life if you'll if you allow it into every area of your life. This isn't a... Oh, well, God's love, and so we just have to know God's love is penetrating. God's love, it's all-encompassing in the fact that God's goodness is found in his love, and in his love we find God. So are there areas of our life where we're not allowing God's love in? And and, and that takes that takes shape in a lot of different ways. Maybe... maybe we, we live in regret of our past. And so our past, we push it off to the side and say, God, you're, surely your love is not 
powerful enough to take care of my past. So I'm going to leave my past out there, but I'm going to try to experience your love in today. Doesn't work that way. God says, my love is agape love. It's unconditional love. It's all encompassing. So you can't change yesterday. You lean back on yesterday and you push forward into today and say, God, I am going to allow your love to encompass me today and I'm going to walk forward in your love. That's God's goodness. That's God's good. We can't change yesterday, but we can definitely plan today. Number two, God's goodness leads us to being compassionate. Hebrews 13.3, continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Compassion. How many of you are just compassionate people by nature? I'm so sorry. <laughs> think, think about it for a second. Yes, I, I saw a couple guys raising their wife's hand. <laughs> That's so wrong. I hope that makes you feel better. Um, so, so, so compassion, and you take the word compassion, and the root word is passion. And I guess it was 11, 12 years ago, Passion of Christ came out, and, and you, you had this whole idea of the passion that God loved us with, going back to love, into what Jesus did for us, all the way to Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews saying, listen, continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison. Now, the, the word of God speaks to us like, yes, remember those who are in prison, but think about just for a second what it would be like to be in prison. And prison takes on many, many forms, doesn't it? Prison could, could be addiction. Prison could be that place of regret, could be that place of, oh man, I, I'm overwhelmed with this thought. It could be locked up. But I would submit to you today, there are a lot of people who are locked behind bars that have found God that are much more free than people who are walking the streets of our community. Remember those. In other words, as if you, in other words, put yourself in someone else's shoes. That's what Coastline Community Church is about. We're about putting ourselves in someone else's shoes so that we can help them navigate life as we navigate life for ourselves. You, you think about this generation that's being raised, and this generation's good. Like, they're all about doing good. They're all about, like, yeah, and I love it. At the same time, where's, where's the, the X factor in that? Where, where does God come into play in that at some point the goodness of God has to become known? We show that through compassion. God's goodness leads us to being compassionate, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Think about that for a second. Think just for a second where, where you land on that. Like, um, do you ever see those commercials on TV that show you stuff that you don't want to see? What do you do immediately? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Change it. What if, what if you pull up to a red light and somebody's holding a sign up? What do you do? You do the same thing if someone, you go to a church that actually passes a plate. We don't do that here. You can give in multiple ways. But if you don't look, you don't have to give, right? Right? Okay. Because half of you uh, subscribe to that theory. <laughs> yeah. And so you don't look. You don't, like, if I don't acknowledge what's going on around me, then, but we want to experience God's goodness in our life. Compassionate. 
Number three, God's goodness brings contentment and confidence. Hebrews 13, five and six. We'll stop at five. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. There's a power that comes in contentment. Like, are you happy with who you are? Most of us would say, nah. Are you happy with who God is? You should say, yeah. Contentment in the Holy Spirit, contentment in realizing who God is, God's goodness brings contentment and confidence. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. In other words, if we are people of faith and we put our faith in Jesus Christ as our Savior, we don't have to put our faith in the things of this world. So how many times do you pull on a parking lot and look at somebody, what they're driving? Don't lie. Yeah, at church. Not at church, no. Well, I tell you what, they're driving. You know what? They might live in a trailer and they're driving a Porsche. Who cares? Good for them. Can't we be content with what we have? Can't we be content in the, in, the, in the idea of never will he leave me, never will he forsake me? In every area of my life, I get this contentment and confidence that comes over me by understanding the Bible. And it's, you know, God's not going to leave me. He's not going to forsake me. He's always with me. He's the ever-present help in times of trouble. It, the earth gives way and the mountains fall into the sea. God's goodness in a crazy world. His goodness in that, you know what? Like, I, I'm watching the news. I'm seeing all this happen. I'm watching what's going on overseas. I'm watching what's going on in my neighborhood. Yet, at some point, I have to realize God's good. He's good. And his goodness brings contentment, verse 6, and confidence. So, we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? When I was growing up, my brother, my older brother, like we, we went to uh, several different schools early on, and, and we, we got in a lot of fights. And I know that's not politically correct anymore, but we got beat up a lot. So when my brother was with me, I walked a little bit different. Anybody have a bigger brother? Bigger sisters are even worse. Because they beat you up and they beat anybody else up that trust. Yeah. Uh, but but there was, a, there was a, a way that I would walk a little bit different when my brother was around. Does that make sense? There was a confidence that I had that I was like, swagger. Right? Like just a, a total different idea. And then there were times when I would get in, my mouth would outrun my body. I've got a friend that's here this morning. I won't look his way. He calls me scrawny. What is that? I call him Lurch. Because <laughs> he's huge. Scrawny. I've, I've been scrawny my whole life. And so the, the idea of looking around going, like, where's my help? Where's my help? Where's my, where's our confidence? My confidence is in the fact that God's good. My confidence in my finances is that God's good. My confidence in my family is God's good. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. So, going back to altar time this morning, what area of your life do you need God's help in? 
What area of your life are you walking through today where you'd say, you know what? Everyone else says give up. Everyone else says you're done. But the Lord says, no, I can do all things through Christ. He strengthens me. No, I can get over this. No, my marriage is going to make it. Yes, my child's going to come back home. Yes, my finances are going to recover. Yes, 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 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because what can mere mortals do to me? We've talked about the approval of man before. And, and you go throughout the Bible, and Jesus could care less what people thought about him. Yet he always cared about what God thought. Wow. Number four. God's goodness gives strength through grace. Hebrews 13, 7 through 9. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by, say that word with me, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is no benefit to those who do so. Verse 9. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace. Grace. That's what Jesus came to give to this earth. Grace. You, you look at mercy, then you look at grace. Grace is, is this idea of, wow, I don't deserve anything that I'm getting, but God, you're giving that to me. And we have such a hard time understanding grace because we're raised maybe by people or we're, we're raised in a world that says you have to earn what you get, right? There's a cosmic scoreboard somewhere and you gotta, there has to be enough marks up there on your side so that you get what you're supposed to get. And Jesus is saying to us today, look, God's so good. He sent me. And so the grace of God is all encompassing and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so let your heart be strengthened today by the idea of grace. Grace is a, a think about the idea of grace. Think about the, the, the place that you would, you would land and say, you know what? I don't have to do this, 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 and this to get this. I get this because of what God did for me. That's totally like counterculture to the world we live in, isn't it? Like, what if you woke up tomorrow going, oh God, I, I know that I have a lot on my plate today, but I know that my heart can be strengthened through your grace and you giving me grace through what I have to go through today. Interesting concept. So, so the idea behind that is, it is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace. The heart is the person the heart is who we are, and so could we be strengthened tomorrow on Monday morning by grace? Because grace, for some of us, is like this fluffy idea, and it's like, oh, well, okay, what, what, what do you mean by grace? What? Well, God's saying, I put all of my chips in on grace, and so it's all on the table for humanity to live in grace and for your hearts to be strengthened in grace. Next thing. God's goodness is forever. Hebrews 13, 11 through 14. Now, so, so here, here's where we land today. And the word's good. I was kind of wrecked by altar time. Maybe we should have stayed there. Maybe not. But the, the word's always good. And this is where we'll land. Hebrews 13, 11 through 14. The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering. But the bodies are burned outside the camp. 
And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp bearing his disgrace he bore. For here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. Woo! All right, so yeah, maybe we should have just read that and prayed. Here's, here's the idea right here. So the writer of Hebrews is, is referencing the law. All through Hebrews, we see the priest, we see the, the law, and then we see Jesus come on the scene with grace. And then grace takes over, and, 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 and we're, we're, we're convicted with the idea of can we be good enough? Can we not be good enough? Oh, where do I land with that? Where, where you land is, is this is not our home. We have an enduring city. We have a house with our name on it. And one day, Jesus Christ is coming back for us, and we will spend eternity with God in heaven. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. For here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. The goodness of God is for eternity. The goodness of God says, you know what? No matter how much you mess up, I am going to make a way for you to spend eternity with me in heaven. Now, if you can't get excited about that, then there's a problem there. Because that's the goodness of God. That is the goodness of God. The goodness of God is for eternity. It's eternal. And so we we walk through this idea of, and so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate, and and it's all playing in together what Jesus did for us on the cross. He goes to the hill. He's crucified for us. And he is the sacrifice. He's the sacrifice. And through what Jesus Christ did for us, we have eternal life. But not only that, we have peace. Peace. We're justified in the eyes of God. We, we can come to an altar like this this morning and feel the peace of God infiltrate our souls that carries over into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's the goodness of God. In a crazy world comprehending the goodness of God, it's Jesus, and it's what Jesus Christ did for us. Bow your head with me just for a moment. Father, thank you for this day. Lord, Thank you for your presence. Thank you for all of your goodness in our life. Most importantly, God, thank you for eternal goodness. If you're here this morning, you say, Jason, you know what? I'm not sure about my, my eternal place. I'm not sure if I would go to heaven if I died today. If that's you and you say, Jason, that's me. Like I, I, need, I need to know where I'm going to spend eternity. Could I just just ask you this morning to experience God's goodness? To experience God's goodness in such a way that you, you leave here today knowing where you're going to spend eternity? If that's you, you say, I, I want to pray with you. Like, I want to pray with you today. If that's you, you say, Jason, that's me. I need to be saved. I need a fresh start. I need a starting point. Would you slip your hand up long enough for me to see it? Put it right back now. I see your hand. Thanks. I see your hand. I see your hand. Yeah, well, that was just a microphone. One of those days, anyone else say, I I need to know Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I see your hand. Thanks. God's so good. If you raised your hand right right where you're sitting, I want to pray with you. And perhaps after church, you'd go out to the tent on the East Lawn and grab a a devotional, a starting point devotional, talk with someone. If you're you're not comfortable doing that, maybe you could... um, 
email us, uh, starting point at thecoastlinechurch.com, a pastor will get back with you. But if you raised your hand right where you're sitting right now, pray this prayer with me. Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for chasing me, and thank you that I'm in this seat right now. And God, right now, I'm realizing I need a fresh start. I need a starting point. So right now, I'm confessing in my heart that I believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. I believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. I believe that Jesus lived a sinless life. I believe he took my death and sin on the cross. I believe he was placed in a grave, and I believe with all my heart he rose from that grave on the third day, and he's in heaven today. He's coming back for me one day. So right now, I'm confessing my faith in Jesus. God, again, thank you for your love. Thank you for your goodness. So good that you sent your only son to die for me. In Jesus' name.